Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's Cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. A's Farm Podcast. I'm your host, AthleticsFarm.com Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty. And today, we're going to be talking with A's rookie outfielder Seth Brown. He was drafted by the A's back in 2015 and just made his big league debut with the A's in 2019 when he got the chance to play in plenty of meaningful games and make some big contributions for the A's down the stretch. We're going to talk with him about all that and find out a little more about his journey to the big leagues today. Hey, thanks for joining us, Seth. Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, it's been a, a few weeks now since the season has ended. So uh, how have you been spending your offseason so far? Have you been resting and recuperating? Have you been working out like a maniac? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, I, I never really rest too much. Um, but, uh, no, I've been doing some fishing, um, you know, and I started working out. Oh, I, I probably took, oh, four or five days off. And, um, but, you know, I just I can't sit still for too long. So I started uh, started working out basically a week after I got back. And uh, you're up in uh, Oregon in the off-season, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Bend, Oregon. Uh, well, plenty of good fishing up there, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, there's anything you want to do outdoors around here, it's uh, easy to find. Uh, I'm sure. Now, like I mentioned, you had the chance to make your Major League debut this year, which obviously is a great thing for anyone. But I think, you know, in many ways, your story is a, is a story of, uh, perseverance and, and hard work and, you know, having to overcome a certain number of hurdles as well. Like I mentioned, you were drafted back in 2015 and you were taken in the 19th round. And as most people know, when you're a 19th round draft pick, you don't exactly walk away with a big fat bonus check in your back pocket. You know, uh, it's, it's not like no, uh, you're, you're, you're not on easy street at that point. And, and also, I think coming into a system as a 19th round draft pick, you know that it's not necessarily that, that all eyes are on you. You're going to have to do something to get yourself noticed, make your mark, and, and put yourself on, on the map. So what kind of mindset did you come into the system with after you were drafted? Well, uh, when I was uh, drafted, you know, I came out from uh, Lewis Clark State, which is, I mean, 
the people that know it, I mean, it's one of the toughest programs around. Um, and being able to grind through that program just kind of gets you mentally prepared for really anything. And uh, so I knew when I got drafted in the 19th round coming in and, you know, uh, talking with, you know, different scouts and, you know, my, my uh, scout, uh, Jim Kaufman, for the age, you know, all I told him is I said, I just want an opportunity to play. And, um, you know, so that's coming in. All I wanted was an opportunity to, to try and, you know, make something of, of myself and, um, you know, further my career. And so coming in, I knew I had to make, you know, big moves. And my biggest focus was outworking everybody. You know, that's, that's one of the biggest things that I took, um, you know, straight into spring training that, that first year was if I'm going to do something, I need to make sure I'm doing it all the things that nobody wants to do and more. And I, I mean, when I show up to the yard every day, that's something I carry with me um, throughout everything I do is I need to do the things that nobody else is willing to do. I need to work harder um, than anybody else around. And so that has really taken that mindset has really kind of made the biggest difference for me, um, you know, throughout my career, um, you know, and still, and still going. Yeah, I can confirm. I've definitely heard that about you from from all your coaches thus far as well. Everyone <laughs> talks about what a hard worker you are, and sometimes they have to try and get you to dial it down a notch even. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I know that's, that's after fun for me, though. That's after fun for me is uh, listening to them tell me to slow it down. That means I'm doing it right. If it's if they're, if, they're, if they're trying to rein me in, that means I'm doing it right. <laughs> right, right. No, that's a good attitude to have. Well, like I mentioned, you were drafted in 2015, and then you spent 2016 in Stockton. And then when 2017 uh, came around, uh, you started the season back the second season at Stockton. Now, nobody really, really looks forward to repeating a season at the same level. I'm sure a lot of uh, teammates, a lot of friends, a lot of guys you know had moved up to Double A at Midland that second season, and you were back there in Stockton. So when you found yourself in that situation, having to start that second season there in the Cal League, how did you feel about that? What were you thinking when you were back there in Stockton the second time around? Well, as you said, when you repeat a level, it's something that you hope you never have to do. And, um, you know, that that first season there was such a learning experience for me because, um, you know, my my standards for myself – I mean, I hold myself, you know, at a high standard and, um, you know, my, my goal is to, I mean, I chase to be perfect every day and, um, you know, that can, that can work against you if you're not in the correct mindset. And that's kind of what happened to me my first year, um, in high A, I wanted to do so well, so badly, you know, that I put unnecessary pressure on myself every day. Um, and that was learning how to adjust from that and how to keep my mindset of trying to be perfect every day. Uh, but understanding that it's unattainable and being able to work around it is something that took me a minute to to do because um, this game is so, I mean, it's a game of failure. I mean, it's a, you know, one thing you hear all the time is that you're, you're going to fail all the time and understanding how to handle that failure uh, was difficult for me my first year. Um, and then my second year, uh, I really kind of started off okay. And then, you know, started to fall and, I, you know, I sat down and I, I just said, listen, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going down, you know, <laughs> this is my mindset, I'm going to go down at least having some fun with it. And, um, I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging, you know? And so, right. um, as I'm going through my second year, I'm just sitting there going, I want to do so well, but I need to have some fun while I'm doing it. Um, and so I really started to kind of embrace having some fun with it. And all of a sudden, 
things started to click and I started to understand that I just needed to let myself play. You know, there's a, there's a big difference from, from wanting to be perfect and, and, you know, playing, playing as hard as you can every day, working, working as hard as you can every day. Um, but being able to enjoy that. And, uh, once I learned how to embrace that, I got to just allow myself to play the game that I know how to play. That's when things really started to click for me. Yeah, well, obviously that that new approach worked for you because uh, I think you led the Cal League in home runs that year. I think you had about 30 home runs, and uh, you had a really, really strong season there that second year in Stockton. Then you went up to Midland, uh, uh, finally double-A the next year in the 2018 season. And as we know, Midland is is not the best place to hit home runs. Every, everyone has a little, no, little trouble. <laughs> Definitely a little trouble putting them out of the park there. But but you did lead the Texas League in doubles. I think you had 38 doubles in in 2018. So I guess rather than going over the wall, they were they were bouncing off the wall there in, in Midland. But uh, how did how did you feel about that whole season there in Midland and, and hitting there in in that ballpark and in the Texas League? I mean the. I think that league really made me a better hitter. Um, it's like you said, hitting there, especially for lefties, it's, it's a nightmare. I mean, you have a, a 20, 30 mile an hour wind in from right field every single night. And so, I mean, I, I at the beginning of the season, I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, I'm either going to struggle all season trying to put the ball in the air, or I mean, I need to make an adjustment and go to a low line drive approach and, you know, grind that out. And so that, that really, for me, um, allowed me to kind of become a better hitter as far as um, that line drive approach. Uh, because as you said, the moment the ball gets up in the air, I mean, it's not going anywhere. And so, I mean, that that league was awesome because I got to face a lot of good arms. I mean, a lot of upper 90s every day. And so that also allowed me to get used to that type of velocity. And um, it really just allowed me to fine-tune an approach of being a good hitter. And so that, that was huge to, to be there. And I, I mean, I really enjoyed Midland. I mean, it's awesome. And um, I enjoyed the Texas league itself and, you know, the travel didn't even bother me at all. I mean, we had long bus trips, but I enjoyed those. So it was, I mean, and like I said, enjoying the ride while you're doing it is, um, is awesome as well for me. And obviously doing two years in Stockton, I mean, just a change of scenery was fantastic. And I mean, allowing yourself to continue to play and, having fun with, you know, the guys. We had a great team there, and so uh, really enjoyed that season. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sure you were enjoying the long bus trips in the Texas League more than anyone after <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, it, I mean, I, I had it all lined up. I mean, I had a, a foam pad, a sleeping bag all on the floor. I mean, it was I, – I really didn't mind them at all. <laughs> well, now I know the last spring training, talking to people in spring training, that a lot of mm-hmm. people – told me that you were it looked like you were probably going to be ticketed for a second season in Midland and again yeah. that, that second season the same spot isn't always so great and then I'd heard uh, last spring that when Pennington was uh, given his release that a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, minor league coaches had lobbied for you to get that last triple a spot there that opened up with mm-hmm. his release so how did you feel being able to start the season in Vegas being able to make your AAA debut there in, in the new ballpark in Vegas this year. It was, it was awesome. And I mean, coming into the spring training, I knew that I needed to continue to grind because I mean, spots are few and far between and, you know, still trying to prove myself every day. And that's something I never, I, that never leaves me is I want to prove myself at every, every place I go. And 
I mean, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to do that. And so coming into spring training, I knew it was going to be a grind. And I knew I had to, to really, you know, continue to bust it to earn a spot. And so when they told me I was going back to double A, I mean, yeah, that's something, obviously, I, I mean, I was frustrated with it. Uh, but to me, it was like, okay, that's fine. I mean, it's, it, I, I can sit here and, and say, man, that sucks, you know, and, and get caught up in it. Or I can say, okay, that whatever it's going to be, what it's going to be, I got to go make the best of it. So I, I mentally, I was prepared to go, to go back and, and give it another go and grind it out. And I mean, when I was told, uh, I think it was the next day that I was going to be able to go to AAA, that was, I mean, just there in itself, <laughs> it was like a huge hurdle in my mind. I mean, it was like, wow, okay, man, this is awesome. I get to go to AAA. You know, this is a place I've wanted to go forever, you know. And because the big leagues to me was, I mean, not it, – obviously, it's always in your head. And, I mean, it's a, it's a dream you've always had. It's a goal you've always had. But, I mean, getting focused on, on what's going on up there, just it, it, it almost is – it takes away from your focus and grind of what you have to do in that moment. So just in hearing you're going to AAA – that was to me almost like getting called up to the big leagues. It was like, wow, you know, I get to go and this is awesome, you know? And uh, so going to AAA, amazing, you know, working with Fran there, uh, working with, you know, Eric Martins, all those guys, just fantastic coaches. And so, and, and like you said, all those guys pulling for me, uh, the support I've had from everybody, from coaches and, you know, friends, it's, it's so awesome. And for those guys to do that for me was just an incredible blessing um, because I've worked so hard for so long to, to make that and uh, to make it to AAA and to keep moving forward. So having those guys step in and say, Hey, and, and kind of really have my back and um, you know, it was really cool. And so going up there was just another hurdle. And for me, and um, it was awesome. Yeah, I know uh, AAA hitting coach Eric Martins has, al has always spoke highly of you and, and your work ethic and your abilities. So I know he, he's always been in your, your corner, that's for sure. Now, hitting there in Vegas, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's, it's the desert there, which is a great hitting environment. It's that new ballpark. Uh, this is EA's first year with the affiliate there in Vegas. And the ball just mm -hmm. seemed to be flying out of that park uh, left and right. And, and a, lot of the, uh, a lot of those balls were flying off your bat. I think you ended up with 37 home runs there. And, and that was good for the second most in the Pacific Coast League last year. So can you talk a little bit just about hitting in Vegas, hitting in that new ballpark, what the hitting environment is like there for someone like you? I mean, going in, it was... I mean, I, I was looking at a three-day-a-week um, spot. I mean, that was my role. I, I mean, playing three days a week, and that was good for me. And so when I first started and first got into some games, I was focused on just hitting the ball, hitting the ball, making good contact and having good quality at-bats. And then, you know, as, I, as the season went on and I was able to, to play on a more regular basis, you know, that low-line drive approach, you know, like coming from the same approach I had in double-A, um, all of a sudden the ball starts to carry a little more. And, you know, when you start seeing that there's no 30 mile an hour wind coming in from right, you, <laughs> you start to, I mean, be, you know, you can really open up and, and let yourself really, I mean, just hit the ball hard everywhere, you know, and, and you don't have to necessarily focus on keeping it a low and line drive, you know? And um, so uh, as I started to go and the ball started to travel more and um, it really allowed me, especially, uh, to keep my uh, approach simple and to keep my effort level at the plate down. Um, 
and because for me, I mean, having that low effort swing is, is what helps is my biggest key. And so knowing that in that park, you can have a soft effortless swing and the ball is still going to have plenty on it to carry out. It really just kind of helped me nail down that swing and nail down that approach. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, in that environment, the one good thing is is you don't have to overexert. You can let yourself have a, have a nice, fluid, natural swing without having to, to, to crank it up too much to, to try and get it out anyway. Oh, absolutely. Now, after your journey through the minors, you kind of got the icing on the cake uh, late in the season when you got called up to the majors in August. I think you just turned yeah. uh, 27 the uh, the month before, so you got a little belated uh, a birthday present there in August. Can yeah, you tell me absolutely. how you found out you were called up, how, how that situation got relayed to you, and what your what your reaction was when you first found out you were going to the majors? Yeah, so we're in Tacoma um, playing the Rainiers, and we're hitting in the cage that day. So I'm in the cage getting my swings, you know, like with everybody. And Fran is, I mean, he was around the cage, and so he comes in and, um, you know, he was saying, you know, today is his, that day was his birthday. And um, so he comes in and he says, all right, guys, you know, I'm not a big birthday guy. Um, and he goes, but today's my birthday. You know, and we started giving him a hard time, you know, hey, oh, big happy birthday, friend, you know, big birthday guy. And um, and so he says, but, you know, the only reason I, I like my birthday is because I get to, you know, talk to my kids and um, they wish me happy birthday. And he goes, but today I get to give, uh, I, get, I got one of the best gifts I've gotten in a long time, which was I get to tell Seth that he's going to be a big leaguer. <laughs> and it was, I mean, just, I mean, it was, uh, I, it's hard to explain what that feeling was like for me. I mean, I think I was more shocked at first, um, you know, there, I mean, obviously clearly, you know, emotional at, the, at that moment. Um, but I tried to hold it together, um, with, uh, you know, my team around and, uh, you know, I gave, gave everybody hugs in the cage. They all gave me hugs and it was fantastic. And I think really the emotion started to fly for me. You know, I called my dad first, you know, and cause he's, he's taught me everything. I mean, I, I mean, then hitting with me since I was a, you know, since I could pick up a bat. And, right. um, you know, the first thing he says to me over the phone is what's, what's wrong, what's going on, son. Um, and I, I, I mean, obviously very, very emotional moment. Um, and all I could get out to him was I did it. And, um, my mom actually thought something was wrong. She thought I was in an, <laughs> an accident or something. Cause I, I mean, I couldn't talk really. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's the moment I've been dreaming about since I was a kid. And, but all I could get out, uh, to him was, uh, I did it. And, uh, just, uh, such a special moment, you know, and then calling my wife, um, you know, her, she's been just so, so supportive of, of everything of my journey. She's been with me since I was drafted. Um, so she's been right there with me and, um, you know, I've gotten so much, so much support from family and my wife. And it was just a special moment that, I mean, I could no longer, you know, really contain my emotions with it. And so, uh, just a day and, and uh, you know those I'll never ever forget so after getting called up what what was it like that first day when you when you walk into to major league ballpark you walk into the clubhouse you're, yeah. you're you know you realize you're actually there as part of a major league team what was that first day like well it, it was funny so I, I I had no idea what was going on really uh, for me in the big leagues the next day you know so I asked Fran I said okay, so what's the plan? What do I need to do? And 
he said, well, I, you know, you can go back to the hotel, whatever, but just be prepared because you're starting left tomorrow night in Kansas City. <laughs> and so that, I was like, oh, oh, okay, here, you know, like, all right, you know. And so going down and walking into that, that stadium for the first time and that cl- the clubhouse, and, and uh, you know, obviously first thing I, I do uh, did was go talk to Bono and, and you know, introduce myself and uh, because, I, you know, I'd never been to a big league, never got invited to big league spring training. And so um, obviously – talking to Bomo and, and introducing myself was the first thing I wanted to do. And um, him saying, Hey, you're in there tonight and left field got you in there. Um, I had no time really, which was perfect for me because um, I wouldn't have had it. any. I mean, I didn't no time to think about anything. I knew I had right. to get ready to play. Uh, but coming into that locker room and seeing all these guys that you, you know, obviously have followed for, you know, ever and, uh, you know, seeing guys and introducing yourself, um, and I honestly was just trying to kind of keep low key. Um, you know, I wanted to, wanted to kind of keep to myself, you know, obviously introduce myself to everybody, but um, kind of wanted to keep my head down and, and really kind of get focused for the game. But uh, it was incredible walking in there. The good thing is, you know, you, you were in the lineup that first day you, that you didn't have too much time to, to sort of overthink it or you didn't have time to be nervous. You just had to, to get right into the swing of things. And, and fortunately, you got your first hit out of the, out of the way right, the, uh, right out of the chute. So you didn't have to worry about that for long. But what, what was that first at bat like for you when you were finally up there in the batter's box in a, in a major league ballpark looking out there at a major league pitcher? What, what were you thinking at that point? What was that like? I mean, like you said, I had a, I really had no time to think about it. And all, I mean, walking up there, obviously my heart was, I mean, pounded out of my chest, you know, trying to, trying to take it in and, and really kind of be in the moment. Um, but understanding that I was up here to, you know, help the team. And so I, I had to flush all that out the window and, and get focused. And, and so on the way up there, I was able to really kind of calm myself down and, and understand that this is an at-bat that I've wanted since I was a kid. And, I, I, I mean, this is a moment I want to seize and not be, and not you know, be starstruck, if you will, or, um, you know, let it overwhelm me. I knew I, I was up there for a reason, and I was up there to help, and so I needed to do that. And so, as a, you know, stepping in the box, obviously, I wanted to see one pitch, and so I was hoping that it would be a ball. I wanted <laughs> just to get in there, and I wanted to – and thank, thankfully it was a cutter in – and after that first pitch, I was I was really calm and I was really able to focus in and say, okay, this is just like any other bat I've I've ever had, and um, you know let's let's have a good at bat and you know thankfully thankfully I was able to get that hit out of the way that on that first one, which was like you said, it took so much pressure off to understand. Okay, now let's let's play the game, you know. Right, right. You can you can relax after that. That's for sure. Now, what was it like facing major league pitchers once you kind of got in there and started playing somewhat regularly? The type of pitching, the type of pitches that you were seeing, the quality of the pitches, and did major league pitchers attack you any differently? Did they approach you any differently? What was the difference that you saw in the kind of major league pitching you had to face? Well, the, I mean, the biggest difference that that I that I noticed kind of early was that these pitchers in the big leagues, they don't give in to, to anything you're doing. Um, I mean, they have a, I mean, it's like, as you go up, you start knowing about the scouting reports and then obviously AAA got even more in depth. And then obviously in the big leagues, they have everything on you. So they know exactly what you want to do. And the pitcher knows, the catcher knows, they all know what you want. And so even if you're up there and you spit on their best pitches, 
they still won't give in and give you what you want. And if they do make a mistake, you have to you have to take advantage of it because it's you know you're obviously more than likely not going to get another one like it in that at bat. And so uh, that, those were the biggest things I noticed is that the pitchers they don't give in to what you want to do. And if you if they make a mistake, you have to take advantage of it because if you don't, they're going to make you pay for it. And so that the focus level is just so much, um, I guess, I don't want to say higher, but your focus level, ha- you cannot have a moment in and at bat where your focus is lax off just a little bit because that's, right. that's when, you, that, I mean, that's when you, you miss out on stuff. And so uh, those are the things I really noticed. Now, you were, you were up in the major leagues for a little over a month. You came up towards the end of August and, and played through the end of September mm-hmm. there. During that time, even though it was just a month, were there any adjustments that you had to make based on what you were seeing and how you were being pitched? Because, you know, as we know, baseball is a game of constant adjustment. So were there any adjustments you had to make even in that brief time in the majors this year? Um, you know, not, not too much, actually. Um, I think the biggest thing was is that there were times in, in AAA and AA where I could maybe change change my – I mean – approach just for an at bat or change something for an at bat and I'd be okay. Um, but in the major, at the major league level, you have an approach and you have to grind it out and stick to it. And I think that was probably the only thing that, um, that I made and changed, if you will, at the big league level was I had an approach going into the game and was not going to stray away from it. You know, obviously, unless something, you know, unless, depending on the pitcher that came in, I had for the pitcher that started that day, I had an approach that I wanted with him, and so not straying away from that and grinding that out was was the thing that I focused on the most. Uh, now, it must have been great for you coming up to that A's team when you did because you were joining a team that, that was in a pennant race, that was you know fighting for something. Every one of those games down yeah. the stretch meant something. So what was that experience like for you, and, and what was the environment uh, around the club like during your time there? Well, that, and that's just another thing. Obviously, coming up, I knew that we were in that race, and um, you know, so the the nervousness, the pressure, all that was there coming in, and I knew I needed to let that go and flush it. Um, especially coming into that clubhouse, the guys are so welcoming, and but you can tell that they're focused, ready to go. And obviously, coming up, I wanted to prove myself again and prove that I'm I, I can be here, I can play here, and I can help. And so those games that cut down the stretch, I knew every time I was in there, I was like, okay, I, whatever I have to do here to help the team, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and having those guys be, you know, that welcoming to me was, you know, just was able to take that, that, that weight off my shoulders, you know, even more. Um, and it was so cool to be a part of something that cool. Cause those guys have been grinding all year for that. And so, for me to come up there and to get that, you know, some, the playing time that I did was just amazing for me. And so it made it that much more important coming in. All I wanted to do was help, you know, in any way I could. And it was just amazing to be a part of. Yeah, no, I mean, it must have been great to be just be thrown right in the middle of that fire, you know, with all, all that action going on. Yeah. Like I like I said, where, you know, every game, every game counts, every at-bat counts, you know, that you're, you're definitely not able to take a moment off. But now that that experience is over, the season's over, and, you, and you've had a little chance to sit back and reflect, 
everything that's happened over this mm -hmm. past year for you. How do you feel about this past year and every, everything you've experienced here in 2019? Um, you know, I've, it was funny you say that. The other day I was sitting there and, um, you know, I just, I felt so thankful and, you know, so humbled and um, just blessed. You know, I thank God every day that, you know, this year that I had last year was just so so uh, such an incredible experience to know that all my hard work that, you know, I've done over the years had paid off. And um, like I said, it was just such a, I mean, just an overwhelming feeling of thankfulness. And, um, you know, but I think the other thing I've, I've noticed is that I'm so, I'm, I'm hungry and, and really want to get back. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm already longing for spring training to be here. Um, and so it's, it, so it's, it's just, it's been all awesome to, because all that has happened so fast this year and so drastically and changed from what I've, I've been doing the past, you know, four years in the minor leagues, it's made me so much hungrier and, you know, and so much, I guess, I, I mean, like I said, I wish spring training was tomorrow. I was going to mention that and ask you about that. Is it, I, I, I guess next spring will be the first time that you're going to be going to the big league camp in spring training as opposed to yeah. the minor league camp, which is a yeah. big difference. So uh, what what are you looking forward to? And, and after all this, I mean, you've kind of mentioned it, but what's your mindset like and, and what are you looking forward to this coming season? I mean, obviously just a chance to make the team. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's been my big, like the biggest thing I've, I've been uh, excited for is that, you know, I get an, I get a chance to make the team and, um, you know, and break with the team. And so that's, that's my goal, you know, as, I mean, ever since I got up was, okay, now I need, I, I, I've worked hard to get here. Now I need to work even harder to stay here. And so that's my goal coming in is I need to continue to work absolutely as hard as I can every day, you know, to continue to prove myself and, you know, hopefully be able to earn a spot and, you know, the right to stay. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it definitely was a great season for you. Like you said, you obviously accomplished a lot, took a lot of steps up the ladder this year. And uh, I'm sure, you know, you're going to have lots of uh, good opportunities to uh, keep moving forward next year. We certainly wish you the best of luck with everything. And thanks again for taking the time out to chat. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks to all of you out there for listening to this edition of our A's Farm podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find updates on the A's top prospects and all the action in the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty, and we'll see you again down on the farm. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 